have you. Because it's Friday, May 3rd, which means Wilson Torres and I are drinking. This is the Key in the Lake podcast, recording in live, but not live for you. Abby Guy Albering, they still haven't figured out we're doing a podcast up here. We broke in very, very like quietly today and sneaked through the back, and we are recording on this beautiful, finally, Chicago afternoon, Sorry, along so with a special yeah. guest, Jamie Duffy. Hey, guys. Hello. <laughs> what are we the drink? sun is out. The yeah. sun is out. And yeah. it, her name is Jamie. My, yes. gu- my guns are kind of out. This shirt's <laughs> a little tight. That Everton. W- only play hey, did uh, Liverpool win yesterday? Liverpool did not win, but I was sitting with Matt Brown watching them play the other day um, over at Green Door Tavern, and he was crying a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. It's always good when you can see My that. boyfriend's a big Liverpool guy. Yeah. Is he too? So, oh, yeah. Well, We're waking up at 6 a.m. on vacation to watch it. Really? On vacation? Yeah. There's a beach a and, he's, sore subject. and yeah. he goes and watches the Liverpool uh, oh, game. Oh, for real. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the match. I, I like his intent of watching soccer, but just not the team he cheers for. Mm. So Everton is a team. Well, I, they're in, also in Liverpool, so they, their okay. stadiums are like a half a mile apart. I went to school in London for a year, really? and did I did you get still don't know much. Still don't know much. That's okay. I dig it during the World Cup. But it's serious. Oh, I mean, yeah. there are, like, fights in the yeah. street after the game. I, I liked that part. I liked the party That's part pretty cool. <laughs> the, party right? part it, yeah. the fun part. The actual entertaining aspect of it. Yes, yeah. I'm there for Crowd that. Crowd-pleasing. I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what are we drinking, Jamie? So right now we're drinking the Sonoma Cherrywood Rye. Um, so they just add a little 10% cherrywood smoked barley. Really light at the end of your palate, but yeah. it's a good, nice proof for a Friday yeah. afternoon at 95.6. Start the weekend a little bit early. Yeah, yeah 80 proof is for Tuesdays. Oh, oh absolutely. Definitely. I thought well, in your Friday nights by yourself, too, right? Friday nights is that bottle of uh, extra dark. I can't you had that. Yeah, man, I drink Black. that on Friday. Black, sorry. It's not extra dark. It's dark. It's, it's racist. <laughs> Coming from the Puerto Rican who just said it. <laughs> awesome. Well, cheers, guys. Cheers. <clears throat> oh well, Jamie, you have a, a story that we all want to hear. So mm. much of it. So oh, really, yeah. Uh, everyone's been everyone's been waiting to hear it. Yeah. But you actually were like one of the very first people that I thought of when we started the podcast to have That's on. That's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So finally, get to have you on here and talk about kind of like your whole journey through this whole industry and it's a weird one now living above talia hall yeah dude you were not supposed to say that it's okay I'll, t- I'll cut that out jesus you know it's people the in the back. outside yeah. of the apartment that was just yeah. a joke. I'm, I'm here for it <laughs> no no but how did, um, it, how did it all start for you yeah so growing up um my uncle, mm-hmm. Marty Duffy, um, he was one of the first um, Diageo Masters of Whiskey. Okay. Um, and kind of got into the so the liquor industry when Brand Ambassador wasn't even a role yet. I mean, yeah. they were developing what that role is. It's true. Still developing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I remember being too young to walk into a bar and we'd walk in for dinner and see my uncle in a kilt and he's <laughs> cheersing everyone with Scottish poems. So um, really, really kind of weird. But I always thought like, wow, this is cool. Yeah. Like offices suck. Yeah. yeah. This is cool. Yeah. Exactly. Whatever he does is cool. <laughs> yeah. And actually when I was in uh, when I was in high school, I was getting recruited for basketball in college. Yeah. And my coach was like we got to tell like these college scouts what you want to do for a living. And I was like, I just, I want to be a bartender. And he was like, <laughs> not going to fly. 
awesome. And I was like, well, that's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he made me like say communications or something. But yeah. um, as soon as I, so I was in London um, when I was 19, 20, uh, would go over to Ireland when my mm-hmm. uncle was working there for Diageo oh, nice. uh, at St. James Gate. And so kind of saw that, kind of had an idea for it. Yeah. You know, I was definitely a party girl. Yeah. Um, so I liked drinking in general. And then um, when I was 21, I graduated college and I thought I would go be a manager at Breakthrough okay. right out of college. Right out of college. Because yeah. yeah. you had a college degree. It was yeah. very serious. Yeah. And you had an oh, uncle. And I did promo modeling. With oh. Shout out. The really nice. good money in college. I oh, yeah. Totally that's that's great. Yeah. For sure. Um, so yeah, then I went into this interview and I'm like, they're like, you can be a merchandiser. I was like, what is that? I'm, I'm destined for stardom, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. so I said, no. Do you and know then, who my <laughs> uncle is? You can't spell s- merchandise with star. There's just yeah. nothing in there. Yeah. Which going back, it would have been a way easier route to supplier world, but yeah. <laughs> my mind, my large ego. Um, so I went and walked my little self into Quincy Street Distillery in Riverside. Yeah. Um, and I said, I think that I'm going to do your sales and marketing. And they were like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. uh, I was just random person standing at a distillery. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Derek and Danny just kind of, they were really cool. Looking back at that, I probably would have been like, get out of this distillery. But yeah. they thought it was like really cute and endearing. So uh, yeah. after I had a day job. Um, and after I would go there on nights and Danny would teach me how to distill and Derek would, I mean, to the point, I didn't know the difference between bourbon and rye. Like Mm -hmm. I was making notes, I was doing all that. Um, and just basically going to every single event I could find, like anyone's liquor event I was going and I got a call, um, Southern was going to hire me as a merchandiser, and they said they had a quick route to sales. So I, I humbled myself and was going that way, and I got a call from Driftless Glen Distillery in Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah. Yep. <coughs> uh, so I went up to Brian Bemis is the owner, and I went up to his car dealership mm-hmm. in uh, St. Charles. And I was like, why am I in St. Charles if the distillery is in Baraboo? I was yeah. very confused. Um, he ended up taking me to his him and his wife to their house okay. so I'm texting people like if I get murdered I'm in this <laughs> random dude's mansion and they took me to their basement bar and we tasted through the spirits and yeah. we went for it and I went up to Baraboo for five weeks I was supposed to be the Illinois state manager yeah. went up for five weeks and quickly learned there was no distribution whatsoever and we had no distributors in Illinois in Bar- no, or just in general anywhere. Okay. so this is their start yes they gotcha. selling out yes. of the distillery at all or anything they were selling out okay. of the distillery okay. Um, so it just turned into me moving next door to the distillery in a little cabin. Um, and <laughs> it's a small town, right? Uh, 3,000 people. Jeez. Home of Circus World. What? Circus World? Yes, the Ringling Brothers World? are from there. Um, oh, okay. Is it like so a, it's like a, a circus store? For it's like a, they, they ship in elephants. What? Yeah, and they're like, there's this like the, circus. What do you mean, like shipping? The like, beyond, the bed, bath, and beyond. I'm not sure how they cargo. get there, but I'll let you know when you turn the stills on in the morning. The elephants are next door. Oh, like, shit. you can smell it. Fascinating. But so fascinating, right? Because you get in this position yeah. of like, how the hell did I, yeah. you know? Yeah. And they gave me such a great opportunity. I learned so much. Oh, I went yeah, to WSWA cool. in Vegas, like nice. pitching to distributors. I was like driving down to Kentucky Sweet. with no meeting with RNDC and just, and just knocking on the door. Like, shit, no one 
is able to do. You True. know, yeah. all this different stuff. We were coming up with new products, yeah. changing labels, learning what the TTB was. Um, and then ultimately with that, honestly, like I'd done a little soul searching with it. I was too, I thought that the distillery was my life. Okay. Yeah. Like my genuine life, I worked about seven days a week, yeah. like nonstop. Yeah. And there were things that I had opinions on and the owners were like, maybe we don't agree. Rightfully so. It's all of their mm -hmm. money. It's all of this. And so I felt like I was getting, I was acting like I was an owner and I was too involved. Mm -hmm. I was too invested and I had to find like this personal life outside of the yeah. distillery. Gotcha. How many years were you there? I was there for <clears throat> two years. Okay. Um, so I really had to find a personal life. So I ended up moving back to Chicago and working for Palm Bay. Mm. Um, uh, Palm Bay. Yeah. So I had 19 brands from around the world. Um, I was the Illinois and Wisconsin state manager. Mm. Um, again, quite young for that yeah, role. Definitely. I mean, they're like, here's your $5 DA and your $6 SP. And so what charge are you doing on this? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what you're yeah. saying. Like, how yeah. many MIRs do you want? Googling what an MIR oh, yeah. is. You know what I mean? That's kind of how we all are, I think, when you start in this yeah. industry. Because everyone's using abbreviations or something. All the yeah. lingo, yeah, all right? The lingo. Even well, like, especially uh, on the distributor end of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're working with all those numbers and yeah. mm. whatever you're talking about. And like, oh, travel, entertainment, what? T&E, and like yeah. everything. It's just Yeah, you're just it. like, what is going on? Can you um, speak as a human being, please? And then now I'm with um, Thoroughbred. Yeah. Which thoroughbred? Yeah. Tell us about thoroughbred. Yeah, actually, you couldn't. I don't know. I, I did a quick thing on my phone, and it was just thoroughbred. It didn't go any further than that. So the way I explain it's it, it's um, secret society. It's, yeah, it's very secret. <laughs> <laughs> Skull and bones. No, honestly, what it is is you. Um, Let's say you have five million dollars. I wish I right? had five yeah. million dollars. But you fell into five million dollars. That's a lot of fucking fuck yous. We would. They wouldn't even know about right it. Right in that little corner, right there. Mm -hmm. So this so is if what's I had happening. Five million dollars. Right? And you've never worked in the liquor industry. Gotcha. You can call Thoroughbred. Mm -hmm. Let us know your financials and what you're interested in. We have a lead engineer who will build your distillery. Nice. We have a master distiller who will distill. We have um, we have an artist who will work and graphic designer who will work mm. on your labels, work with you on bottles, and then a financial advisor who will work through through the money things. what you need to do. So <laughs> literally, whatever you sure. want, yeah. we can on consult on. So yep. that's what I get for five million. Yes. <laughs> no. How many barrels? How many barrels do I get? Basically, we just we do get calls from people you know who yeah. just have a ton of money. Yeah, and we're going through a distillery boom right mm -hmm. now, whiskey yeah. boom. What do you so that's why it? I always say that we get calls from people who just know nothing, but they're like, right. "We have this money and we want to like do Wayne this." Like Wayne Gretzky. Like Wayne Gretzky. But um, Is this which shit any good? I like I it. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Okay, good. But so, I'm sorry. Go on. No, no, that's fine. So um, he is the great one. Whatever, dude. <laughs> what I appreciate. With Wayne Gretzky. Mm -hmm. He fully owns it. Okay. He so it's his. fully owns it, fully making everything in-house. Mm -hmm. Okay. Also, he actually is the person who's like, yep, this is the whiskey I want to release. I oh, mean, cool. he's fully involved. When you look at other celebrities, and I don't want to speak on it because I don't know who, right. but mostly it's Name. A, a brand that's hit 5,000 cases. Yep. Hey, do you now want to invest yeah. a million bucks? Gotcha. And then you can be the owner. Where this was like fully his idea, hmm. which I give credit to. Yeah, the guy definitely. doesn't need to do it, you yeah. know? Um, so I find that really interesting. I also like, with the brand, 
it's interesting the amount of people who put it down before mm. you're even trying it. Just because it's because a celebrity? It's a celebrity yeah. whiskey. Yeah. Like it's well, there's nothing attractive about it, though, to be exact. I mean, personally. Well, what I love about like when you look the labeling, it, it's, 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 it's an old school hockey jersey. Yeah. It's, 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 what it's, it's like the hockey it's puck, the puck style. It's a puck and then it's a jersey. And it's a sweater, not a jersey. That's a good point. It's a sweater. Yeah. That's true. Don't spill that water on that. But what I've found, like... I've done tastings where, like, you know, I go into a bar and I'm passing out samples, yeah. and I've yeah. had people be like, oh, that stuff's not real, that Wayne Gretzky. I'm like, really? really? What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, yeah what's exactly. that mean? And they're like, well, we're from Canada. I'm like, well, that's great. Then <laughs> have you been to the distillery? Are you seeing them make yeah. the whiskey and the way they're finishing it in the wine barrels? Oh, oh, oh. And they just back down as soon as they, and I go, well, I work directly with brands, so I'd like to know why it's yeah. not real to yeah. you. And I think in so many ways, we're finding a lot of craft distillers cutting corners and doing, I mean, sometimes I'll taste with the BTI Institute, and some of these spirits, like, should not be on the market. Yeah. There are some bad yeah. stuff. There is a lot of bad stuff. And so if you have someone who has a ton of money to make quality products, yeah. I don't think that makes it lesser yeah. because you still have this amazing, like, Joshua Beach is the master distiller. Mm -hmm. yeah. You still have this amazing distiller. Yeah. He is just, like... He's living the dream the way yeah. we aren't, where he's got millions of dollars to, to play, play with. with. So yeah. did, like, think about yeah. it that did way. Did Thoroughbred build the distillery for them? or um, They were involved in the okay. first, yeah. So most of your brands, do they have their own distilleries, or do you resource it? Um, so what I joined was, when I started, we started the collective. And okay. what we were finding was... That's a collective. Yes. Okay. Which we're working on the website just for you. Okay, good, thanks. Just for you, Wilson. Um, Appreciate it. But what we were finding was these brands, so you'd consult for them. Yeah. And then they'd be like, cool. What do we do now? Okay. And we're like, fly your wings. Like, yeah. go start pitching to distributor. Do the dirty work. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they'd be like, well, we know you know people. So we'd get uh, them an intro call, gotcha. let's say with Breakthrough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just making that up. But yeah. six months later, we get a call like, these douchebags, they don't know how to do pricing. <laughs> They're asking why we haven't sold 7,000 cases in our first year. They're asking if we have someone from our own company going into bars and restaurants. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're amazed at, like, and you always have to, it's very humbling to go back to that point where mm. we all started in the industry. These aren't mm. things you just know, and there's no encyclopedia for nope, it. There isn't. It's so it's not to say, day. like, you know, not to put these people down in no. any way. It's just mm. you you take that for granted once mm -hmm. you've been in the industry. Um, so what we did is we have the luxury of kind of picking and choosing a really cool crafted portfolio. Um, cool. And then you kind of hand over that we will run your incentives, pricing, distributor, feed on the street, all of that. Wow. Huh. So you sign for one to two year contracts at a time, and if you're happy with us, you stay, and if not, and we don't do off case commitment. Okay. Okay. So brokers are usually, you know, you're you committing cases five yeah. bucks a case. Yep. Mm -hmm. We're on brand building. Sweet. So my favorite people to work for are brands that did a shotgun approach mm. to like 25 states but had no feet on the street, had nobody really checking in with the distributor, mm -hmm. and they realized that didn't go well. Yep. That's where we're perfect, because yeah. we're actually, we're going to build you in Chicago before you go anywhere else. So how many brands do you represent today? Four right okay. now. So a lot. Can you indulge us? Yeah, those? so yeah. Um, Kiro Distilling from Finland, mm -hmm. Sonoma Distilling Company from Sonoma, California. Which was yummy. Yeah, it's yep. very good, yeah. St. George of of in Alameda, California. Nice. St. George, St. George? St. George. St. George. George. That St. George? Oh, yeah. That I'm thinking of? 
Mm-hmm. I assume so. From 1982. Yeah. OGs. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Why does that surprise you? I don't know. Oh. That's well, good. because they—I mean—they're a pretty well-established yeah, brand. Yeah, but yeah. Again, we're at that point where it's like, when you're that well-established, are you still going into all of those bars every day and this making sure that part. you're following up and the yeah. amount of SKUs they have? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then finally, 99 Whiskey with Wayne Gretzky. So, 99 Whiskey, which has been an amazing brand for me to learn because I was talking with Monique Houston yesterday about it, and I'm so focused on on-premise and really talking craft distillation and all of that, that quite honestly, I've never worked for a brand where I'm really concerned that we don't have enough inventory for Jewel Osco mm. or are my instant redeemable coupons coming in. <laughs> where, honestly, that's like, when you look at your career, you got to learn to do that. Yeah. You know, if your brand blows up, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Which is happening, I mean, even with, with Blonde Brothers, with their allotment on their Nader Bourbon, which is running dry. They were talking about that last night at their event um, at Benny's just talking about how, hey, we're not going to have this anymore on the shelves, but we have to start making more whiskey. And they're totally committed to like, you know, I'm not going to have anything less than three years. They want to have it more than four years because they have one of the oldest, they have the oldest distillation out in the market from Illinois Mm -hmm. right now since Prohibition, which they're really proud of. So they don't want to decommit from those. Yeah. 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 Going on, you know, all along those lines too. It's hard to kind of uh, figure out what you're going to do next. There's all the allotments in Japanese whiskey right now too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where do you kind of go once that those problems hit, which is a good problem to have in a way, but at the same time you want to keep selling your product. I would imagine it would force you into pursuing other channels in the market if you don't but what if you are a strict whiskey distillery that you like in let's say in america where you want to make a bourbon you want to make a rye mm-hmm. and you want to age it for at least three to four years what do you do i think that's the perfect scenario okay personally yeah why? i see so many people come out with 16 skews yeah and you're constantly putting money into distillation without mm-hmm. the sales coming without the through. Sales. Yep. To support those 16 Right, skews. so the mm-hmm. more you can focus, mm-hmm. if you're in a point, that's fine. You may, not, you may not become a billionaire tomorrow, but you're in a pretty spot that people want your whiskey. Yeah. That's a very good point. I mean, that's what the Kentucky boys do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Stretching yourself thin with like you know. twenty to thirty products as a company that's less than ten years old, or but, but it, it just it's their attempt to fill a white hole in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, you're kind of looking to see what would stick to, and then yeah. kind of commit to the good things. Um, so maybe they're not maybe investing too much, but the time and effort that goes into it yeah. is. What was the approach at Driftless when they when you first started? So the they had a lot of skews, yeah. and I was trying to pull it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, certain SKUs that what I've found, like there's a lot of stuff that works locally, but maybe not nationally. Yeah. And we see that all the time mm. at Absolutely. the Collective and Thoroughbred. Um, they're doing well. really good in their home market, but does that correlate with a national level? Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing we teach people is like, don't make a product because you think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Go out into the marketplace and see what the see marketplace is missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. Stop making products on top of other products. Yeah. yeah. Find that hole. Yep. Yeah. And go for that. How are some of your brands you're representing now do that? I mean, I know Kiro does a lot of interesting stuff. And, yeah. And, um, I mean, like Kiro's interesting because they're a quality product from Finland. It's yeah. very hard for Americans to pronounce, to understand the label, all yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. But we took a smart approach where we only like, 
We weren't interested in being in Joe Schmo's liquor store just because we knew nobody knows about us yet. Yep. So I don't want to hurt that buyer by selling you a six-pack case. That's not going to move. Good that doesn't help me, and that doesn't help you in the longevity. That's no, build, no. That's brand building. Yep. Right. What is what is helping a brand new brand like that is going and really doing an hour long staff education mm. with bartenders, mm. working on where can we get a cocktail, how can I help you perfect that cocktail? I agree. That's brand building. I Dropping agree. cases, that's where you get in trouble. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. pretty for the first two years. When you talk in five yeah. to ten years, your brand's dead. We've yep. seen it over and over oh, yeah. again. I mean, even just like certain things of just the, not the reordering, maybe three months out, it's still yeah. that, that case is still sitting it's there. Same case, same original case. Yeah, it's not helpful if you don't <clears> fit <throat> the account. Understand that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So um, the biggest thing with um, the collective now is that basically you have people out there supporting these brands, whereas they had the money behind it initially, but now they can actually expand on the brand and not just drop cases. That and having the relationships. I mean, mm. as we're getting with distributors is more of a monopoly. Okay. There is something to be known within that distributor. Yeah. Um, so basically the idea of it was you have four great craft brands. Mm -hmm. One of those brands might not be able to get a meeting mm -hmm. with the head of Breakthrough. Yeah. But the four of us, now we can get one meeting and yeah. give you 15 minutes each. Definitely. Also, we have, like, my boss, Mike Lossley-Young, has been in the industry for, I don't even want to misquote, so he's probably at least just under 30 years well, in the industry, and a lot, he's worked for a lot of distributors, he was managers at distributors, yeah. so he's known that if he's going to put an incentive in place, we're going to get it done, we're going to get it paid, it's yeah. going to be creative, we're going to listen to you, mm -hmm. we're not going to give you a crazy goal, we're yeah. not going to say go sell 7,000 cases when it's a 200 case brand yeah. in the first year. Gotcha. Um, so it's things like that where it's really just like taking young, fun, exciting, creative, artsy brands, mm -hmm. but putting like the old school smartness to it and the business side to like it. That, that yeah. maybe those people, like we like to say, <clears throat> let the distillers distill and let us sell. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, it's just doing what each person does best. It's a roadshow. So, yeah. Did you learn any of that kind of old school approach while coming up with the smaller brands um, at the distilleries? Or was how, what was that learning process for you? It was very interesting for me. <laughs> I look back at like the first distributor I signed yeah. and the way I would like call the reps at the end of the week. Hey, you do, you are the best rep this week. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. And like just being like, I if a buyer said they were taking something in and it didn't chip, like, why didn't it ship? They said they're taking it. And you have yeah. to learn that, like, that that doesn't always go through. I mean, just so many things. Going into meetings and, like, really thinking I was on my high horse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also, like, learning the difference between the individual spirits, too. I'm sure, like, being in the distillery on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. where you kind of uh, get a lot of your ground, a lot of your roots as well, too. Yeah, actually, what rocked my world was going from Driffles Glen. They made vodka, gin, mm -hmm. whiskey, brandy, to... I thought I knew everything, yeah. like all the distillations, to going to an international portfolio. Yeah. Like, what? I didn't know Calvados was a thing. And yeah. It's now my very favorite category of spirit. Cool. Calvados? Yes. Yeah. I love it. No, it's so funny, too, when you think, like, that part where I know everything or nothing can evolve, nothing can change, or nothing can surprise me. That's where the learning stops, and that's where we actually make mistakes. But 
Um, I mean, learning that there's a whole other world outside of America that makes mm-hmm. amazing spirits. Like yeah. when the guys from Kiro c- came to Koval that first time a couple of years ago, and hearing about them, like this scene, like their mentality, their approach to like making whiskey and selling whiskey, their brand book, like with like them running naked through a field. See, like, there's something about them. It just reminded them. me of train spotting. What's that? Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. The whole when they were there, it just reminded me of train spotting. I want to so bottle them up and save them because yeah. <laughs> I am fascinated with how they continue to stay a fun brand. Nice. I mean, when the owners are in town, there and maybe it's because they're all originally friends. Mm-hmm. They are yeah. having fun. Definitely. And you know how hard, we all know how hard that is. It, yeah. is. it is hard. You know, week eight on the road, it's yeah. not that fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, I mean, you got to think when you're the ones owning the distillery, you have so many investors, you yeah. got to pay these bills, but they still go out and they have fun. It's good. Yeah. When we went out there, like it was all a brand ambassador from each country. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made sure that we had um, an outdoor hot tub lit in by direct heat ready for us. They made sure we had time to go swim in the river. Nice. The, like it was like they got it. You know, they wanted us to have fun. That's awesome. Yeah, caring, and caring about their employees, all of that. Yeah, and it's easy to say, but it's hard to do. A hundred percent. It is. It is. It truly is. What do you think the best approach is that to Wilson? Keeping people happy, keeping your employees happy, just staying be, happy in your job. Yeah, I mean, just within yourself. I think it just be human to yourself. You okay. know. I mean, you treat everyone, I mean, that's the whole old saying, treat others as you wish to be treated, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, or and others, obviously. But you lose sight of it sometimes, because you get so entrenched in a brand, and you give, because mm. you believe in it so much, that you kind of do push your, your own needs. You Maybe can lose yourself. You could. Yeah. <clears throat> I know, I, it happened to me while at Koval. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you definitely. You, get, you have a myopic approach sometimes to thinking, yeah. like, especially with a brand like that, what's so vast with having so many different SKUs. You right. just try so many different things. You're like, okay, we're doing some really neat stuff here. Yeah. You might have some neighboring um, spirits as well, but you just kind of forget that there's a whole other market out there that'd be, like, untapped pretty Correct. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, when I was deciding between going with Starboard, another American brand, I was wanted, I kind of wanted the challenge of, like, doing something different, representing, yeah. like, a whole different country and a whole different technique to basically whiskey making. And for them, how they basically bring in the whole culture of Melbourne into a bottle. And mm-hmm. like, all right, let's see how this can do in the States and go out there and talking to people about it and, you know, buying drinks and seeing people's reactions are to it. And yeah. it's like, oh, hopefully they like it and aren't just being nice to my face. But you never know. We'll see, <laughs> yeah. how, we'll see how it all goes. It's a free so drink. I have a fun, like, I've always said, and I probably shouldn't say this because say I could change one day, but um, there's something to me about, let's say you work for a really large conglomerate mm-hmm. and your goal is to, grow that business 2%. Yeah. Is that really as fun as growing a brand 200% that nobody knows about? Yeah. What makes you feel like alive? What are you really doing at the end of the day? I appreciate that because that's exactly what I experienced. Yeah. With my current brand, Union Horse. It's been so... (laughs) My phone is blowing blowing up, so it's literally vibrating out of my back pocket. Oh. Oh, And I've got an ass. I don't have a flat ass. It's like, you know, I'm just saying. Um, But it's it's one of those things where the year to date, I just... It was my one-year anniversary, actually, yesterday. And congrats. Thanks. And <laughs> so, you know, with Tenzing, they were really they were really cool about everything working with them. It's been really a lot of fun. So then they shared numbers. And when you see the growth. Yeah. 
it's fucking, it's like adrenaline. I'm like, you know what? It's shitty out, but I'm going out anyway. Right. Once you see that you you're see. doing something, because you can feel really... You can feel where you're good, where you're hitting, where you're not hitting. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then you also have a feeling where you're, you're not yourself. And then that mm-hmm. obviously affects that as well. I mean, everything plays into, comes It does, into and play. like there's, there's days where like if a count goes well that I cold called, yeah. I'm going to go to 10 accounts. Yes. If I got shot down three times in a row, <laughs> it's time to go have a beer and yeah. like yep. figure Regroup. me out because yeah. I'm Regroup. not going to be cool at that account. I agree. You know? I agree. You j- I mean, and that's what, and that's what I appreciate with what you're sharing. It's mm-hmm. like there is a human um, aspect to what we do. But it starts within ourselves, and it's Absolutely. and it's hard to, but 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 if, when you're doing well, it's easy to put your put it all aside. But when you're not doing well, it's it's funny, but it, it has to take an, a negative something negative has to happen. And if you're someone like me, like you know, I take, I take everything so personally. Like, why? <laughs> when someone comes into town and they're like, "We're at this bar. Do you have yeah. Kiro there?" And I'm like, "Shit." No, no, it's not there. But if you go down. two blocks yeah. down, like, yeah, and, like, I take it, like, it should be everywhere. But, like, yeah. you forget, really, like, the big strides you're taking in the industry. Yep. And then another thing, this when you're talking, it reminded me of, my boss said this to me last night. I'm a yes girl. So, like, yeah. if someone asks me to do an event, this, mm-hmm. that, yep. I'm like, yeah, yes. I'm going to be there. I'll I'm going to be yep. there. Who yep. cares? I haven't seen my boyfriend in months. Like, whatever. Yep. Sorry, Dom. You can all be workaholics um, that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he told me, he was like, you have got to learn to say no because everything in the craft world is built on authenticity. Mm. And if you don't want to be there, that shows. Definitely. Yeah. And don't overcommit, under deliver. Yeah. That's a great point. Undercommit, over deliver. I mean, Kill yeah. those accounts yeah. that you're doing. Yeah. You know? It's yep. true. That's a very good. I, I can't, you can't say anything better than <laughs> Yeah. Seriously. No, I, think I know. When he said that to me, I was like, duh. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? We've all like, been there when you're at an event and you can look what's on your face. Of, like, you don't I wanna don't want to be here. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you. It's like you just literally pour the spirit like, this is bourbon. You know, <laughs> I, I've noticed that in the, in the larger, more commercial brands. Yeah. I've yeah. noticed the okay. reps don't even, they don't brand out. Like, yeah. I brand out every fucking day, mm-hmm. even at shows. But those larger brands, which are good, solid brands yeah. that I personally enjoy, I don't even go and ask for a sip. Because they just, you can tell the energy's not there. They're not even. Well, and for me, it's all about know? trying new things. Yes. Like, I want sure. And Absolutely. I do, but you do. You want to talk to the eager person. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you want to talk to them. And it's interesting you know? when some of these new brands or old brands um, have been around forever and they're making new products and trying to do different things to get into the market, which I appreciate. I always love the evolution but of It's spirits. like they kind of already hit their stride. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, what do you, what do you do? And they're done. Yeah. I mean, and then if, people aren't there excited about that change because if they don't know like the history of that company and to what this can represent for the company. Yeah. That's where it all comes from. And we talk about it every single, I think every single podcast we talk about how people are buying you, not necessarily the brand. They're buying yeah. the yeah. person that's selling it right there face to face as the train goes by. It's the, which is something I'm in Pacific North <laughs> ending <laughs> either at Waukegan or Kenosha. <sighs> I've struggled well, with exciting. like having multiple brands. Yeah. How do I be that brand? How do you? Yeah, I mean, Did you ask yeah. Him? Oh, sorry, that was Siri. Siri, Siri needs phone. a moment. Siri, uh, <laughs> Siri really needs. You're to breaking talk the first the rule of podcasting. I had it off. It Airplane it mode. Out of, thank you. And then it oh. vibrated out of your pocket. Yeah, and it vibrated out of my pocket. 
go on. Sorry. No, <clears> but it's uh, how do you be that brand and yeah. how do you be it all the time? Yeah. Like, I, I feel agree. guilty if I wear one of their T-shirts mm-hmm. because I'm also showing another brand. Yeah. Sweaters, Jacob. Sweaters. Sweaters. Yeah. And get like different patches. Get different, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, That's we can cool. get creative. You can do that. You can get creative yeah. with that. Yeah, there's there's something there's happening something here. There's something there. Absolutely. The the pot still is bubbling. Yes. Um, that but see, that's that's something that I wanted to touch on with you as well, Jamie. I, in the past, have taken meetings with distributors to become either you know a rep or whatever may be the case. And one of the things, as exciting as it is to get a call to join a great group, I find myself deep, deep inside myself, not for me. Mm-hmm. And I only say that because I love. I'm, I guess I'm just a big loyal dude. I'm a loyal mm-hmm. man. So like you, I'm a yes dude. Mm-hmm. Um, hard for me to say no, but can say no if necessary. And if it's not the right fit, but regardless. Point is, I just love telling one story. Mm. Yeah. And I love backing that story. I love living and that story. And I struggle story. with that a lot. I love that. Yeah. You I know. love that. So with four that you have to do, fortunately, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, you're well vested with them. You know exactly yeah. what But for me, about. it's also like... But what's how do you separate each? Yeah, of how do you live those? Stories? And I think that <coughs> I, like Excuse I said, I feel like I got way too personal with my first role. Gotcha. So I wanted to separate myself. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have my own life. Um, but what I also found once I had no idea once I left it, mm-hmm. I don't know that I even really knew what I loved about all these different types mm-hmm. of spirits. Yeah. Had I tried enough, or was I just mm-hmm. like? so into this brand so i wanted to learn so that was for palm bay for me learning all these international things um learning every category of spirits that no one even talks about in the u.s that's a learning experience Mm -hmm. for sure and then i took the collective as when do you get the opportunity to pick what you want to work with that's cool and that you know it's a short amount of time we hope they renew, but there's this traveling thing where there's a lot of things that I'm so blessed that at 27 come across my boss's desk and he has me taste and he's like, do you want this in the portfolio? Fucking 27. 27. 27. It feels old to me now. Stop. It does. Running running around for six years doing more than that. Yeah, you feel like you've kind of been there and done that for six years. Yeah. In college, too, right? You said, mm-hmm. yeah. Which I look back and, like, it's hard to be a 22-year-old girl and take have people take you seriously because I wasn't that smart in yeah. the industry. I wasn't. I didn't know much, too, yeah. but I was eager. What do you consider yourself now as a 27-year-old? Um, I find myself sometimes being seasoned um, in a negative way. Mm. I want to be more humble. and Not in – I want to be, like – so excited to show this product and yeah. I am yeah. but there's like some sort of thing in me where I've listened to uh, the distributors are also close to me now I know how they feel about a brand yeah. I, and I want to just like I want to be that crazy person like the distillers <laughs> yeah. to be a yeah. distiller Take the risk, yeah. and yeah. own a product yeah. Yeah. you have to think you are the best fucking Absolutely. person in the world I agree when it comes and that's distill. a tad crazy but you also have to know when your product's not right too yeah I mean but there's a craziness to truly believe that out yes. of all the products in the world yours is the very best and I am going to put my entire life savings True. towards this yep I don't have that anymore I'm a little jaded really yeah. I know good products I know that I want to sell them, 
But I wish I had that touch of crazy. Well, I think you can still. I, think you I mean, still can absolutely. Though. I mean, because like with I think these, you still have it. With the four I, bur- your eyes right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> your eyes right now. I still have a lot of passion really, for it. Yeah. yeah. Just when I see people like talk, like, yeah. I just I get jealous. You know. Okay. Like I want to be there. Like yeah. the conversation comes up all the time on work with with reps. If you won the lottery, what would you do? Oh, mm-hmm. fucking. And it. I can't say I would buy it a story. Hmm. Being honest with That's you. That's fine. Oh uh, yeah. I, no, That's I, cool. What would you buy? I would, I've always wanted a bar or a liquor store. There you go. Which is just as crazy. It's That's just, just as crazy, crazy. Yeah. but I'm into You should that. just do a bar. Like, you, should, you should do a liquor store with a bar in it. Just go That's actually do a my slash plan. And yeah. then I want to batch. Bring back the slashy to Chicago. No, oh, yeah. And make the slashy. And how Pizza? many times do you go into <laughs> Julasco and you spend like, or Mariano's or yeah. Whole Foods, you spend 200 bucks because you needed two tarragon leaves for a cocktail and, but, and one piece of an orange or whatever. So I want to work with local farmers, and then oh. you can do these, like, little baggies of as so much as you need. So you can do little, uh, oh, yeah. And so then like I teach you the how to make pre-sliced things that oh. they normally have, like, for fruit cups and parfaits, mm-hmm. but do it for exactly. garnets. Yeah. Prepared kits. And awesome. then huge fan of the mom tails. Oh. It's a cocktail so easy my mom can make it. So four ingredients or less. I'm going to teach you a classic style. And make Dude, that's my Perfect. batching secret right there. Yeah, yeah definitely. Keep when it, I batch keep it simple. four or less, you don't need any Mom tails. I don't think my mom's ever even... Really drank? No, she drank. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> don't <laughs> doubt her mom. Uh, but I try to show her how to make cocktails, and it's just like, why don't you do it? Yeah. It's like, okay. it's like you know, love, I'm cool. just, just going to take a sip yeah. from it. And I'm like, but one day the mom tail is going to be real, and you're going to teach the class, mom. It's like yeah. you just want to have those cocktails that have like eight ingredients in it, and you're like, how much of it is just for show? I'm like, I'm confused. If I'm confused reading a menu, I know. That's not good. Yeah, they like, happen to me their night. Well, menus have become so complex now because they don't want to divulge too much information. So they strictly do, obviously, using category yeah. of... I hate, and I don't, I don't think I, it's because I'm in sales, I hate the loss of actually putting a brand on a menu. I agree. Yeah. I, I dislike that. I yeah. want you to know what it is. Yeah. I want you to know what it is, because and I no want you to know talk. that I took this spirit and put the best ingredients. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and even like the other night, the I'm at a bar or a restaurant, and I asked, um, they had a, they had a right cocktail, and I have no idea what it was remember what it was called it was you know some highfalutin name for the cocktail and i'm like oh what rye do you use and the server came and answered the question you're like that sucks for the brand mm-hmm. yeah. like it's terrible and like, yeah. like take the brand out like or at we least know show the, me the work bottle. that and the art that goes yeah. into distilling yeah, yeah. i want to know why you just i love when sometimes we'll just someone will take my brand and put it in a sour yeah. a whiskey sour yeah. that's like, fine why and they're like because it showed so beautifully. Definitely. And I'd you know the that, work that the bartenders are going through to make those cocktails as well. And the fact they can't even like show off like the brands that they like because yeah. they're helping to choose those cocktail menus. I hope they are anyways. Mm-hmm. Depends the place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just like you like you come back, I'm like, oh, I'll just have this different cocktail, even though it's like a combination of like mezcal and scotch and like oh, I can mm-hmm. smell the little inside the cocktail and the waiter comes back and it's like, Oh, we use Rittenhouse inside that I'm like, oh, well, Obviously, I didn't get that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just weird that you, 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 know, you don't know, I guess, what's inside of your cocktail menu. I just I just dislike that because it goes back to now several podcasts that we've it's yeah. t- we've touched on it where if you don't talk to your bartender or your server, mm-hmm. what a, d- depending on the um, how it's all set up, you're not going to know. You're not going to know that you're going to that you like that specific brand to go out and yeah. buy that specific mm-hmm. brand. Um, so what I've noticed now, knowing that, so when doing due diligence and you notice it, do you find that more as a selling point? It's like, hey, what do you use? Oh, we use a ra- we use a rail. Well, what's your rail? Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm so, a so firm, I, firm believer you know. that you never talk bad about a brand. Yeah. Okay. 100%. So. Well, um, I'm saying more on the bartender responding to you. Yeah. Or even the buyer at said bar. I mean, there's price point is a thing. Yeah. So course. I like to look Absolutely. at price point if there's a cocktail that's already made and I mm-hmm. say you put these back to back. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I have a cocktail on the menu and it's not branded, I say something. You should. Good. Absolutely. And, and I think when you look at a cocktail menu and it says, like, all cocktails are $12, $13, okay, you, you have an idea. It's probably not going to be, like, the best juice inside those cocktails. But at the same time, those are brands that are living there. And they right. just, somebody came in there and yeah. got those cocktails, helped you, you know. Or they're, visual, those, or they're visual, visually accessible. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's because I'm wondering. I, I mean, we are out of new market space. Everything that we're doing, we are now replacing one of our friends. Yes, it's true. hundred percent. And it yeah, We were talking about the Mary. Like we were ta- yeah, yeah, we were talking about that as well. It sucks. Yeah. I hate For it. For them to bring us on, someone's got to go. Especially yeah. when you see, like, you have maybe, like, a similar product, and you're like, oh, that bartender at this bar can make an awesome sour, an awesome yeah. old-fashioned with this product instead of... And instead you know of, the person. Yeah, you're like, but I... Yeah. And, you, and you kind of have to. You know, but... Yeah. Doggy yeah. dog world. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's so funny. The other day, a friend of ours saw him out in the market, and he's just like, hey, I went into so-and-so. I'm like, hey, how was it? They're like, we already had something priced at where you're at. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. But I do think there's something beautiful that hasn't touched the craft spirits market right now, and that in my personal experience, everyone's rooting for each other. Yeah, I mean, for we're sure. all still friends. Absolutely. I don't look at people as competition. No. I want to learn I, from them. Like what you said like, before, when you said Matt comes into an event, and you see him there, you're so happy that he's there. Yeah. And like when we go into, I go into a bar Matt, and see him. He some, always gets the bigger table. It's true. He does get a bigger <laughs> table. Fuck you, Matt. Yeah, he's that, a charmer. That that Blom Brothers mm-hmm. money, they just use it all. He's this a sort of tables. He likes to get in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> just because he wears the glasses and has a beard. We get it. Whatever, we get it, Matt. Dude. And wears Liverpool socks when they play. Whatever. He was literally wearing a Liverpool jersey and socks the other day while watching them play. But, you know, it's, it is like even last night when I was at Delilah's and uh, Cavalon was there tasting out. And I'm like, hey, if you ever want to do a World of Whiskey like event together, let's do it. Like just like, figure out the way that we can all work together. So it is great to see the community. Right. It's still building. And there's something fun about that. Yeah. Like in any other industry. Yeah. It's competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I think it's also like. It's fair to talk about that when you decide to take a position like this, mm-hmm. you're signing up for a entire lifestyle change. Yeah. For me, like when I was getting in the industry at 22, it was freaking exhausting to be out at bars all week and then binge drink with my friends on the weekend because that was our only <laughs> yeah. way of like socializing. Yep. I mean, yeah. you know it. Yep. And then I'm paying 30 bucks for rail vodka and tequila for two hours and people shoving it down their throats. And I'm like, I just drank this beautiful 20-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. what am I doing yeah, here? Like, definitely. you lose and you you learn that, like... I'm like I cringe at bad bar etiquette. Yeah. I cringe yeah. at like there's so many things now that I can't <laughs> do normally socially. Yeah. You well, know? I think and that goes back to something that I've, I've always shared with Jake. Um, thank you for the point. Is the on-premise environment is just so different that oh, I yeah. think it's driving people back home to the on-premise. It now is the home bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I've actually have fallen into that, like staying away from the bars, not because I'm in the industry and I'm out there every day in bars and restaurants and so on and so forth. But it's just, I agree, those around me, 
when I do go somewhere to meet up with my sisters and or friends, they're just bar bad mm-hmm. etiquette. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I can't do this. I can't And that's be something here. that Marty told me really early on. He mm-hmm. kept being like, he saw just how full... I don't think he knew that I would just become psychotic and go full-fledged into this. <laughs> I think he thought it was like cute yeah. that I was trying yeah. it out. Um, but he told me that all the time. He's like, don't lo- lose your personal life and mm. make sure you have friends outside of the industry. Yeah, that's a good point. Because it's so easy to stay all together. And I find that so much with, like, how cool is it when I go with yeah. my roommate? Shout out Bridget. When I go with what her up, to Bridget? a bar. <laughs> what up, Bridge? I want to know what she thinks is cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right? 100%. I She's agree. 27 young professional with money to spend. Nice. What's cool to you? Yeah. Yeah. Where do you like to go? We got to know that. It's not what's cool within our group. No. Correct. Our group is small. Yeah, I would test everything. Yeah. Every product I've ever represented, I would always bring it to parties. Like, here's a cocktail. Yeah. Here's Let's a drink. Like, do what that. do you guys think? Yeah. I love, too, when you can get away with not, no one knowing that you work for oh, them. Oh, that's, yeah. Because yeah. that's when I you did get that the real, real. Yeah, I did that yeah. with this the other day. I'm like, like oh, here's no a bottle. No one here at this table knows that I'm um, just no. so you know, no, no one knows that. Yeah. Beguile especially. Beguile especially. <laughs> Beguile especially. Um, no, it is. Know. It's a great way to like kind of like I agree. The product. I mean, you and that's kind of like I know. So I sent very detailed list to Jake about this podcast. No, no, this is great. I'm going too far. No, fact, I'm going. <laughs> I feel so prepared. I am. Good. I'm yeah. actually learning. Today. We're never prepared for this. because so. we, we usually just go off to cuff. I'll, I'll like I'll text the, like the guys. Yeah. I'm like, what do you want to talk about today? Yeah. yeah. So you relax is not in my dictionary. No. So yeah. No, that's I just fine. I appreciate because I'm actually not talking a lot because I'm actually absorbing. So like, <laughs> I actually appreciate today's episode. So thank you and cheers to you. Yeah, where where, you where are we next on the list? Yeah. Where are we at with um, this whiskey that you just poured? That's actually smells like no, a nice. No, I'm losing salt. my train of thought because you. Because I complimented you. Compliment me, and now I'm like, just that's, so. That's that's like, how I roll. Blushing. Um, <laughs> drinking a little Kiro now. We're drinking Kiro, oh, which Kiro. Um, this uh, is the single malt rye. Before we get to it, I yeah. save their bottles, and their I bottles make. Their bottles are dope. I make a. Uh, I use it for like liqueurs and stuff like that. that okay. make, yeah, or something like that. You know, whatever simple syrups, and I always use that to bring to parties. I have nice. like three bottles. I'm like, yeah, these are the best bottles to like, carry on to, and they're pretty and they're heavy. They are. It's yep. like you know where the they are bottle. in your bag. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no one's gonna break or anything like that. And now back to Kiro. Back yeah. to Kiro. So this is their single malt rye, um, double pot still distilled. The rye in Finland's a much smaller makeup. Okay. So you get kind of a sweeter caramel caramely yield. Sweet mm-hmm. I get Hershey Kisses and Sawdust. Ooh. Hershey Kiss for sure, yeah. I may have perfected that one because I nice. drink it a lot. Cool. <laughs> How long is it aged for? You know what um, I get? So I believe this one is close to four years. Oh, wow. Um, so this was a smaller batch. None of it's been released here yet. Great. Good yeah. for them. In, in Finland, it has to be three years. It cool. has to be three I really it. love it. When I tried this, this I was blown lovely. away yeah, this is just lovely. because it's unique. Yeah. And that's like... We're finding every country, every state makes a whiskey. Mm-hmm. But is it always unique? No. No. So I have to say, though. Please say do. it. Indian whiskeys. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. I had a Scotch. When are they coming here? They and are they're here. here. They're, they're three here. Brands. Yeah. They're three brands. So when right can now. I go drink that at a bar? Definitely. It is so good. It, so, so it good. It is very good. It is very flavorful. It reminds I my first experience with an Indian whiskey. I shit you not. I thought I was. I live two blocks from Devon. Uh-huh. I thought I was literally sitting on the corner sipping on a fucking whiskey and just taking in, you know, just some beautiful Marsala smells and all that, mm-hmm. the spices. Yeah. I'm surprised you like it. Oh, it was good. Yeah. yeah. So funny story. When um, uh, when my uncle was with Johnny Walker, mm-hmm. 
they Who's he not worked for? Johnny Walker Red is huge in India. Really? And huge. it was a big thing to do Diet Coke and Johnny Walker. Hmm. And it was all kind of just about status and that culture. Yep. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As it is in Mexico. Johnny mm-hmm. Walker, uh, Buchanan's. Um, Um, it's just huge. It's all status. Hmm. Yeah. The point is, it's all status based. The Johnny Walker Black test or taste test, I guess, their night with a monkey shoulder to see oh. is it the branding that works, being Ooh, cool, I or love is it stuff like that, or the flavor of it? Oh. Yeah. So. Where'd you do that at? Um, at Fountainhead, actually. That's nice. Dope. Yeah. It was uh, after. Hey Bob and Aaron. Hey Bob, what's up? We love you. Bob's coming on next week. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. weeks, Yeah. Hey Bob. May fourteenth. You're more interesting than me. No. (laughs) Bob. I love Bob. He's great. Literally like the sweetest and most humble person. But yeah, yeah. He's putting the amount of whiskeys he tastes like. I know. Yeah. Great. Great dude. Great. Great bar. I took my boss there, who was visiting in town, and he was just blown away. Like he opened up the menu, he's like, "Oh, we're gonna spend a lot of money here tonight." And like, "Yeah, we probably could." Yeah. So I told Aaron um, that I wanted to get in the liquor industry. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay. Yeah, he pulled me into a side room, and basically had a very stern talking with me. What did he say? He goes, it's not all fun and games. Yeah. Your uncle makes it look, look like it, but he's one of the successful ones. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard, and you might not make money. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool, Aaron. Can I bartend here? <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Did he say yes? He was like, we'll start you as a hostess. Yeah. Was like, all right, all right. All right. I no, got my options. Actually, your uncle was one of the reasons why I like jumped into brand ambassador work. I was like, I was a little tentative at first. He's like, yeah. it's like Jake. Just go in. You ask for a glass of whiskey. Yeah. You ask the person next to you, you "Want to try this?" Yeah. And yeah. You just go from there. Build relationships. Many of calls to him because yeah. I have a bit of like this OCD in me and things of just yeah. pure panic. Yeah. And he's like, I, "I'm. I still don't understand the marketing lingo. That's yeah. not what matters. No. It's Are you a good person?" And I'm like, "Okay. Here we are." Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's it's all those relationships. Yeah. And he was great. He was the one I love. To this day, he's great with, like, if I bring a friend by who doesn't drink much and they start asking him whiskey questions, he's honestly like, what does it taste like to you? Mm -hmm. And how do you like to drink it? Yeah, what's the experience you're having with it? Yeah, there's nothing, like, there's no bad answers. That's that that old school approach. It's beautiful. So out of your (laughs) visits a day, how many are cold calls? Every day is a cold call. Okay. Every day is a cold call. If I have have an appointment, then obviously I, I block a good amount of time because those can lead, it could be a 15 minute conversation or yeah. it could be a couple hours. Definitely. Because if it's, if it goes well, you kind of don't want it to end until you get that. Yes. And then you but how it. much of our job is truly communications and understanding that because in what regard, like speaking? Well, or have you like ever been with someone? So yeah. I used to have like 19 brands and the owners would come in and I'd show them to bars and uh, it would kill me when someone couldn't read an audience. Hmm. When are you kind of dumbing it down for them or letting them taste yep. it and if they like it? And when are they looking for real distillation facts? Mm-hmm. When are they looking for a personal connection? And when do they only want to talk about spirits? I feel like it's I think so much of it is a personal connection. Because you, you, you can meet or drop by at this the wrong time of the day and that yeah. person, A, has no time or right. they or, or they're just have it, you know, you know, Something mm-hmm. happened at home before they came to work. Something like that. You never know. I think it's always about the personal connection initially. I agree. I, I mean, and just asking. Mm-hmm. When I cold call, I just don't call call and start, you know, pulling out bottles. Bottles, right? Yeah. I'm just like, hey, you know, my name is, you know, Wilson. 
to set an appointment to speak with you good, and or your That's buyer. so important. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just getting to not because... Because that day right there, you don't have the time, I but like, I'll come back, tell me when, I'll be here. Yeah. Yeah. I ran yeah. into that at one point in my career where I had a coworker who was tasting more mm. people out. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I think he's pissing more people off. I can see that. I'm getting less appointments, but they're quality appointments. That's There's just quality all about. versus quantity. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I'd rather have quality. Yeah. Absolutely. Fuck quantity. I don't go any more than five places a day. Okay. And I do it by foot. Yep. Yeah. And that's what I think a, a normal rep in a vehicle can hit in a day realistically mm-hmm. in this market. Yep. If they do more than five a day, they're not fucking cold calling. They're not calling at all. They're just... Well, unless you already have. And how often are you going into a cold call and having a drink? Let's talk about drinking. Every single one. I have a drink at every single place. Now, mind you. For on premise? For on premise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mind you, it takes a toll. It does. You have to know know when. But I do this prior to my cold call. I'll go if I feel that there's an account that, you know, you do your due diligence. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, I want, I feel that our brand will align well with what their program is offering and what they want to do or go in what direction they want to go. Yeah. I'll post up a couple times after a, a full day or over the weekend, I'll go and have a cocktail here, cocktail there, just to get a feel. And if it's but cool... Let's, like, let's talk about that where, you know, you know as I, I was a athlete my mm-hmm. whole life and as a female, I'm now intaking for. 400 plus calories more than anyone else on a given Tuesday through Friday. And yeah. then my friends want to go get cocktails. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a silly thing to talk about, no, it but is. it was mm-hmm. something that like... It's the health. That, yeah, that supplier I, 15, it's hard. I have a beer. I don't necessarily have True. a heart. I just but have But even beer. beers, like that's something where I just normally wouldn't have drank but that isn't day. But isn't it, you find it difficult for like your product where it's an outsider coming into the craft market, which is, you know, for, what's like 45 different distilleries in Illinois. Yeah. Don't you want to drink your product to be like, hey, like I know this product on the shelf, and start the conversation there? Or no, I, not, I mean, yes. you don't feel like you have to drink your product I don't have if it's to, already placed. Correct. There. I don't need to drink it. See, I feel that I do. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I yeah. don't. I don't feel I need to drink it because it just then I'm only there drinking my stuff be- because it's there. Yeah, mm-hmm. you dig I what can I'm see saying? both sides. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like, oh, I'm it's getting like when that I go to bottle kind of rolling. Yeah. yeah, when I go to Fountainhead, I literally, if I go on a Wednesday, which is probably the best day ever to go there because you can try many more than what yeah. you normally right. would do on an evening. I always start off with a highball, you yeah. know, and then look down a list. $5 list, dollar highball. Five buck highball, you know, be nice. And let's I'm not about, there there. Yeah, I'm yeah. not there. Let's but, talk about making buyers, um, you know, so when you meet with a buyer, what I've found is I like to invite people for, like, personal drinks. Okay. Like, let's go off-site. Let's go have a drink. And it's so mistaken for dates all oh. the time. Oh, I can see that. But I think it's so important to get personal, get out of your space, mm-hmm. see this. Mm-hmm. Um, so not even the date aspect, but, like, isn't that interesting where we feel like these people have to be... You want to get to know them, yeah. but then there's that fine line that you're not a friend, you're a buyer. Yeah. Some True. are friends. Some are, they turn into friends, yeah. But it all, it's a very weird fine line that you don't find in other At least well, Maybe not you always drink then. I, like, there have been maybe three times this year that I've met with a buyer off-site. Okay. And it's been a... It's been a, a buyer for a bar, a buyer for a distributor? A buyer for a bar. Okay. Where I'm like, hey... I know, um, 
because you know they open at eleven, so they can't really be doing it during hours. Do you want to meet for breakfast? Let's go out for breakfast. Let's okay. go out for a lunch. But I mean, know? more like beyond that, it's like beyond, trying like, to do something personal with them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I actually have never gone that route. Really? Never. Have you tried it? Like I have. Like going to go bowling or something? Is that yeah. what you're saying? You know? Yeah, or go to a Bulls game. Yeah. Or okay. Yeah, I don't have that budget. Go do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, right. it's like, like fall into tickets or things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you fall into tickets, yeah, that's one or thing. Or like meeting up with them to go to an event. I, mean, I think personal things are so interesting because then you just feel so more relaxed. Yeah. But then okay. I also find it in ways where I'm embarrassed mm-hmm. if I need an if I have an ask. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's okay. like we're friends. I'm embarrassed now to ask yep. you yep. to put a cocktail on. Yeah. Where if yeah. I didn't know you, there's that sales per- relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I normally what I have done is I've extended them tickets to a larger tasting event. That's a good way of doing it. Yeah. That I'm like, hey, here's some. T- if you, this is how you you bringing us on is one thing. Yeah. You want to see how you'll be supported? Come to this event. I'll be at it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I won't even know if you're there or not. But here mm-hmm. are the tickets. You know, and I'll f- I'll float them them tickets. And if they're there, great. If they're not, they're not. Yeah. But at least it gives them how I actually approach things. Right. So maybe it's not that cocktail you talk about, but it is still that experience. You know? Yeah, it's something outside of their space. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's different. Um, where you're both like kind of go. just on evil, even. Because when levels. I do those events, I'm having a ball. I'm yeah. dancing, I'm slinging drinks, I'm talking, right. I'm throwing cards out, stickers, whatever the throwing shit is, cards, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Throwing ninja stars out. Who yeah, knows? Man. Yeah. I mean, it's just you watch your eyes, just watch your eyes. <laughs> but you know, it's. I mean, it, there's there's ways, right? There is, no, yeah. I've never done like, hey, you want to go grab a drink after this? See, thing. I find so much it becomes like a friendship, and then I don't know how for to... For sure, for sure. So you think you're taking advantage of that friendship when I you just, ask them? I would be afraid to be like, they're like, hey, that's fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's me, guys. Holy shit. You're maybe creepy. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I am the creepy one. It's you're not, not everyone else. It's no, me. I don't it think you're creepy me. at all. No. If you personally said, hey, Wilson, you want to go grab some... Uh, cocktails after this and maybe talk market, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's where it would go and end. Right. You know? But at the same time, when you're talking to a buyer, you don't know their situation. You that's know true. What like, and, you know. and when I was at, so <laughs> whenever I'm going to work with, yeah. it ends up being a therapy session. It does. Yes. Te- yes. Thank you. They're like, that's yeah, what man. this whole podcast is built Mon- to do. Yeah. When I was with Monique Houston <laughs> last night, she was like, putting Monique on blast. She's like, well, you know, they're doing a therapy. They're telling you about their problems with their wife to see if you're married. Because Monique's the OG woman in the Is she industry. the OG? She is the nice. OG. Yeah. She handles herself impeccably. Yeah. Like, beautiful lady, yep. but professional as oh, hell. I love to meet Monique. So the that. way she explains things to me, I was just like, mm, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but it does, it's this intimacy of, like, being in a car with someone for eight hours. Like, yeah, eight hours. It's, and it's, a meal. Uh-huh. Yep. But fortunately, I haven't I haven't had an, an odd ride with. So I've been really fortunate. I've been I've had a lot of fun my ride with. I've been I think if anything, I don't talk much because I don't volunteer information. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that type of. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I'm a huge. See, I open with I, any kids, wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why everybody thinks you're creepy. You're fucking creepy, bro. Oh. I know all the ages. <laughs> I know how long they've been married. I love to ask, yeah, how'd you though. meet your wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff like that, because it gets personal. Yeah. I was like, you know, I just see you now. I know you. I, 
I kind of yeah. keep no, it like vague. I know you're like, as a, like I, I do have a fiance or like I have a dog. But then to start to like build like, oh, so what kind of dog do you have? Or like, or, like how long have you been dating? So those questions kind of build in that relationship right. will be will be there. But I, never, I mean, I never, I've really? never, never. I Maybe never. Maybe people find you cold. I'm a private person too. Maybe we, need, we need to go. I'm back. always <laughs> smiling, man. It's true. Yeah. I'm always smiling. I get in the car. I'm like, what's up, man? I was like, man, this car is kind of dank, but yeah. that's all right. Don't See, let's, let's just roll down life, the window though. right like, quick. I don't want to be best friends with someone. Or I don't. So you need to be liked. I need to be liked. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. I don't see why. I find it you've as done a, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You've done a lot. But and you've, you've were accomplished you, was it, a lot. Were we talking about it last week? Uh, or <clears throat> I don't remember who I was talking this to about how like approaching every account as if it's like a first date. Yeah. That was me. Or we talked about that at one point. I, I had this conversation at least I five agree. days. It so, is so, a relationship. Okay, so, so what I always say, I go, yeah. When I was single, yeah, people would be like, "Why aren't you dating? Like you're uh-huh. this like professional." I don't know. Yeah, and I was like, because I go on eight blind dates a day, and by okay. the end of the day, I'm <laughs> fucking tired. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Damn, you go on eight blind dates a day, bro. That's our life. Come on. I only go on five. Five. You do five. Yeah. I'm doing right. a speed dating There's company. So speed dating event. For me. I think Two speed weeks. dating needs to come back, and I've been saying I'm that for a while. I'm doing a whiskey event based around it in no New York. Way. Next That's week. right. Yeah. That would be dope. Because speed dating, yes, you don't know online if these people, like, if you connect. It's still kind of creepy, though. It's very creepy. I've never done online dating other than signing up for Grindr on a weekend at a party. (laughs) It's a joke. uh, It's a joke, my ass. Can we open your whiskey now? Yeah, Yeah, let's open your whiskey, dude. You bring it on for the last three weeks. We haven't tried it yet. Oh, you know what? It's a mystery. Yeah. Your girl, your fiance. Yeah. Is in the industry. She is. Brittany. Do you enjoy that, or would you rather her not? I love Let's it. Let's be honest. I love okay. it. No, it's it's something that we have that like when her. Well, her we, role is not. Her role is so different because she's yeah. social media marketing. marketing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like she's not. She's been to like the distillery at Jim Beam once or twice, you know, something like that. Or it's for her, she's in that corporate level of of the business. When we talked about earlier working for these bigger brands, but she treats it as if it's like those brands are like how we treat craft brands because she loves scotch. So like mm-hmm. Lefroig is like her baby. She's so interested in the Japanese whiskey that she gets to represent. So um, doing all the Suntory brands, it means a lot to her. Um, kind of working on a very small level with everything. And, and she's probably a little more understanding on your like oh yeah, have a longer like night I'm or... leaving. I'm leaving for three weeks and two weeks, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm going to New York, Australia, LA, back to New York, and then back to Chicago for like literally one night, and back out to LA for another event. And that that sounds kind of right, but uh, <laughs> something uh, like that. Yeah, something like that. But and she's like, yeah, I get it. Like you, like you're the only U.S. employee of this brand right now, so you have to do that. And then like even when I was with Koval or slow and low before that, it was like my job was literally to drive the brand around the country and take mm-hmm. photos of it. So that was what I did for an entire summer last summer. She's like, cool. you didn't help with the wedding last summer, so before you go on your trip this summer, you're going to help with the wedding before that. So I'm <laughs> like, wait, that's weird we've been engaged that long. But no, it's great to have someone to talk to about kind of this understanding because she's really close with some of the reps. Um, yeah. For certain brands, so it's just, she knows like what you kind of go through. She knows how difficult it is to sell a brand too, and working just on the distributor side. There are a lot of relationships that happen oh, within the industry. Absolutely, and she has those relationships on a different level, like how we have relationships with, you know, hopefully, with bar owners and buyers and all that good stuff. Her relationship is with the people that run marketing on so many different levels, but also with three different countries in between, you know. Yeah, but that makes you, you learn so much more. Yeah, and she, like, like her, like, favorite thing that she's ever done with the company, not because it was a trip over to Scotland, because she got to go to nine different distilleries in, like, eight days and see the whole process. Like, she got to, like, literally malt the barley. 
mm-hmm. and do all that process to everything. And it gave her much more of appreciation to what goes inside of the bottle before it's there. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I love it. Go back to the first question. And my grandpa was an engineer for Jim Beam. So like when she started with Beam, like they sat down for like two, three hours and he just told her stories and like hearing those stories and all that good stuff. You're just like, man, it's like, it's, it's cool to see it get like, passed down to a gen- another yeah, generation. Yeah, she's like a, from her career, she's yeah. the type of girl who is actually interested yeah, in yeah. listening. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Genuine, yeah. Why would you have it difficult if your boyfriend was in the industry? Yeah. I never found that dating within the industry worked for me. Yeah. Um, I'm very competitive. Yeah. So if you're doing better than me, there's an issue. It's true. Okay. It's true. Personally. I that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if he's yeah. doing better than I'm you. I'm keeping it real. In oh, the shit. industry, in what I am doing. So you, if, you're, if you're both sales reps, then. If you're yeah. both, both in the same or, role. Yeah, but... Or yeah. maybe the brand is blowing up a little bit more than yours. Or yeah. What I find with relationships, like my big rule of thumb is have something outside of the relationship that you equally care about yes yeah so i equally care about my career the way i do about my relationship okay understood um like my boyfriend he's a hockey coach hockey player yeah he equally cares about hockey and then we have this understanding of i'll be like why don't you come to this event tonight and he'll be like remind me how many hockey games you went to this year and i'm like three he's like i'll be at four or five events like and that's fair yeah and there's something beautiful about that with the separateness. But let's yeah. be honest. A whiskey event can be a little more fun than a hockey game sometimes. Thank you. I yeah. tried to explain that. And I played hockey that's, as a kid and played sports growing up my entire life. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. But, and hockey's awesome to watch live. But, yeah. It's, live it is. But it's cool to watch. How, when you, you go drink 15 whiskeys in one night at a hockey game. Oh, I spike my coffee at the games. There you go. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to do it. No, it's, yeah, it's good to have that but balance. But it is though. interesting, yeah. Like yeah. trying to... like. Because it, it is, like we were talking about earlier, a lifestyle. Yeah. And like, yeah. it's easier to blend someone in who's been in that lifestyle. I could, so I was, before I took this job with Star Wars, I was interviewing as social media creative kind of content director for another company. And before I even, ex- I got offered both jobs, and I was like, before I even took this job and was kind of debating between the two jobs, I could see that we were already having conversations all around social media marketing into the spirits world. And I hadn't even taken the job yet because I had to do these projects for the, for the job, mm-hmm. for the interview and stuff like that. And I'm like asking all these opinions and talking about this. And I'm like, wait, is this going to become like our life now at night, every night? Cause our conversations is about connected. exactly, yeah. but our jobs are so, our roles are so different inside of this industry that the conversation is more about, Oh, go oh, like, you know, I had to fight this person. This meeting got delayed. I had to call Japan at five in the morning and mm-hmm. say the hot there. So it's more about just like the details of any job, very ambiguous that way versus having like, but at least she understands the lifestyle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the product. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. And I'll always be like, Hey, do you want to come out? Like last night, it's like, do you want to come out and yeah. choose sick? And just to be nice, even though I know she's going to say no, but it's like, just extend the offer. And, yeah. and if you do say yes, like, all right, be easier to like have a little wingman there with me and, and I'm like, hey, go order a Star Wars and see what happens. And I'll sit at the other end of the bar. <laughs> and we'll act like we don't know each other. And then we'll connect eyes and just start making out. <laughs> keep it fresh. Keep it real fresh. Yeah, uh, no, but I think it's really important to keep that balance of life. And like kind of getting back before, um, like for me, it's like I've always been, I guess, a good drinker and but uh-huh. always like addicted to running as well. So like that's my it's not necessarily the healthiest so, thing in the world, but I have to, I have to. No, but you have your your balance exactly. Because I, I, I if I'm out till midnight, three nights a week or something like that, and then the weekends or whatever may lead to it's like I have to run five days a week, mm-hmm. or like I will feel like I 
failed myself in some way. Yeah. And like right now I'm training training for a marathon, so it's like I, you got to get up and do eight miles today. Like there's right. no ifs ands or buts about it. So. Yeah, and I've gotten to that point where I've talked to my boss about it, where it's like, we don't. I think the hardest part about our job too is we don't have hours. True. Right. We don't. Yeah. <clears throat> I get stuck on this that I'm always guilty. I yeah. could be working. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, fuck it. Yeah. Go at 11 a.m. when it's like this dull period of lunch and you're not going to go see on-prem, you're not going to yeah. see off-prem. Yeah. Go take a spit in class, go home, take yeah. a shower, and True. you just feel better. Yeah. But it's, it's easier yeah. said than done. Yeah, because the last I've, two mornings before the day, I've been working at like 7 a.m. And I'm like, what do I do? Yeah. I'm like, it's I mean, hard. but for you, it's, I mean, you, it's already ingrained in you because you were already doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, but like, what do you do? Like, I started at 7 a.m. two days in a row. And it's like 11. You're like, I got a lot done already today. And like, I'm going to go walk the dog. I'm going to go do it. And you feel guilty. You like, feel guilty. Yeah. It's like, I got to call it too. And it really, I can. I know. There's been moments where like my roommate will come home. Yeah. Like at lunch. Yeah. And she'll like catch me like working out or something. I'm like, I do have a job. Yeah. 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 Right. Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just, this is the only time I There's yeah. this like guilt yeah. behind it. And there's certain days like Fridays, you're, no one's going to take an appointment on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, there's nothing other than admin work. There's like nothing for yeah. us to Fridays do. Are a dead day. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so like, you ready, but yeah. and you're still doing work. But just I mean, for me, it's always been. I've always felt guilty if I'm not working. It's just kind of like I think yeah. all three of us are like built that way. Like as great as that way. I I worked with your dad one night, so I know all about that. Oh yeah, yeah. dad is real. So funny story about dad. Dad doesn't really drink whiskey. Mm-hmm. He brews his own beer, um, and he just likes to go to events. Yeah. I think. Yeah. He's retired and bored. And he's also, like, really excited. Like, he talks to everyone, like, my yes. daughter is yeah. the whiskey girl. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, all right, Dad. But um, <laughs> he weird. actually told me the funniest story in the world. So he started going to these events with us. And he said that all brand ambassadors are failed actors with overactive egos. Because he said... I, I know a few of those actors. Because... <laughs> And it is like that. He's like, you all look like failed actors who didn't make Hollywood, so you get together and, like, stroke it. <laughs> and... <laughs> Sorry, this is getting too... I love it. No, no, this is, this is great. So my dad told me this story <laughs> that he was at this actor. whiskey fest, and he, like, walks up, and me and my uncle are talking to someone. My dad walks up, he's like, I'm Tim Duffy, and they're having this great conversation. This yeah. guy's, like, asking him about his personal life. Like, yeah. you want to grab dinner after this? My dad's like, oh, like, they're... they're he thinks they're friends. And then he goes, what do you do, Mr. Duffy? And my dad goes, I'm a retired firefighter. And the guy, without blinking an eye, just turns around and walks away. Because there was nothing that was could nothing help that him get up. further in yep. his career. Yep. And that is the most amazing story I've ever heard. That is heard. awesome. That is hilarious. Oh, no. <laughs> but there's also Excuse so me. many people, like Wilson and myself, like, like that event with your dad. Him and I talked the entire night. Yeah. And, and it's like... I could be out here connecting to people. Like, I was freelance writing at the time and doing photography. I was like, eh, dad's, cool, dad's yeah. a cooler hang. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's but his to, story, like, that that's, story that is amazing. That's something we ambassadors. never realize. Yeah. I love seeing, like, outside views of yeah. our industry. Yeah, because like, you always worry. Like, last night, like, you know, I'm at the Wawa's, and I say hi to Mike Miller, and you're like, did I, did I say enough words? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> did I do too much? Yeah. Did I do no like, little? But then someone's like, oh, yeah, he was telling us about your Australian whiskey. I'm like, all right, we're good, we're good. Yeah, we're good. yeah, yeah. 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 it's like, okay, it's fine. You just don't know, like, when that balance is, because you don't want to, A, make a bad mark on your brand, and then you don't yeah. want to like overdo it that way. Mm-hmm. And B, you just you know, you just always kind of insecure because 
you know, numbers don't lie in a way, yeah. I guess, at the end of the day. Fuck when, all that. Yeah, but I guess if you throw the passion in there, you throw some real, like, realistic approach to, like... That's, that's why I'm, I just don't... I don't get crazy like that. Though. Yeah. No, I, I, and have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have, have fun. some fun. Yep, yep. I just have fun. And I think that's why I don't have a very good work-life balance. It's because I'm always yeah. having fun and with I it. think people that are outside of this industry be crazy to hear this conversation. Like, wait... You guys drink whiskey every day. You go to the bars and every day. Go to yeah. retail stores that have awesome whiskey, and it like makes you nervous because or like makes you like crazy. Like a really person that's sitting at a job like all from yeah. nine to five, like yeah. worrying is my boss gonna be okay with like my numbers and getting called in this meeting. Yeah, but, yeah. but we're out yeah. there like on our own. There is, right. It's like you said, and you get lonely. It Let's is lonely. talk about being lonely. Let's <laughs> talk about that. Yeah. I agree. I, I do. So it is yeah. lonely. Lonely. It is lonely. And it's like you're not lonely because you're talking to people, but you're constantly cold calling. So you're constantly on your own. I yeah. just need like a fucking I need friend. a friend. Yeah. A wingman. <laughs> I need a I need a friend. I thought there was a point in time when you and I both left Cobalt that we would end up working together again. And I I'm love like, finding people <clears throat> that you have. Yeah. Uh, like Matt Brown and I keep saying that, like oh, yeah. that our products are different. We need to just go on a Friday, shoot the shit, and hit accounts together. Yeah, that makes sense. Just do it. That makes just sense. Get double, the tequila. Like, double team it. Yeah, yeah. And you have more fun, and someone yeah. like some I could talk up your spirit. Yeah. and you can when I'm shy, you throw in. Like, yeah, yeah. You feed off energy, and it I agree, and that's why it's lonely. Yeah, because yeah. it's like you're out there. No, mind you, you know, you know, you have a team of. 10, 15 sales guides, you know, for your distributor that are out there mm-hmm. pitching. But, you know, are they right now at that moment, are they pitching your shit? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, no, yeah. I'm pitching my shit 100% of the time. And they've got their own bosses, their own and they have yeah. their, yeah. Own life, their own, own numbers, their own. Necess- and they care you know. about you. And like, yeah. yeah. And it's that weird relationship with reps, too, where like, are you bugging them or are we friends? No. Or I, do you I, like my spirits or yeah. are you I, making I, 20 bucks I'm off writing this? emails that's at 6.30, like, 7.30, yeah. 8.30 in the morning and and they'll, that's the first thing they said. Like, dude, that was pretty early email you sent me. I'm like, I'm working. Get out of here. It's yeah. a joke. Yeah, it's I get that all dude. the time too. Yeah. I'm like, it's I'm not like, trying to be the overachiever. No. I'm just no, getting but it's, shit done. I get that too when people are like, can you come do a three Saturdays in a row event? And it's like, I just do want you to understand that you see me right Right now at your bar, yeah. but I was also up yeah. at seven a.m. Yep. like slamming on the computer. Yep. Correct. Like we do do we do a lot five of days a week, and mm-hmm. then we're asked to work weekends yep. too. Correct. Yep. Yeah. But the loneliness for me is not having anyone else from the distillery here. Like it's ah, it. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. But I mean, well, kind of, I, I take more pride yeah. in the story and the process. Yeah. You know, but it it would be nice. If they would invite me back home for, for a day <laughs> right. or two, it's like, hey, why don't you come down? We'll yeah. come down for a couple of days. It's a quick flight. You know, yeah, it's an hour and 20 minute flight. Come back down, yeah. refresh yourself. You know, let's go out to eat, you know, spend some time in your still. Fall back in love. Yeah, fall mm-hmm. back. Yes, thank you. Fall point, back yeah. in it's love. It's like being a long distance relationship. Yeah. You're constantly talking about love. You're constantly, your yeah, like talking but about the way she looks. When do you see your girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, do you, when do you see her? No, I, you know? When we were at Kavala, there was one person that was like, You talk about your girlfriend a lot, but do you actually have a girlfriend? Because I was just always working. <laughs> yeah. I had a very weird role there, too, where I was always kind of out and it about. It was a. Undescripted. I get asked that a lot about yeah. my boyfriend because we don't intermingle work very much. He's yeah. always invited. Yeah, absolutely. If yeah. he wants to come. Yeah. yeah. But I take all of my networking. So when I'm out at night at a bar, that's that's work to me. Yes. Yeah. So yep. And yeah. he knows that. Yeah. 
So I can't concentrate on you. Yeah. If you're cool with that and you want to come have a Especially beer. Especially when you like start talking. You, yeah. Boom. I yep. agree. But and someone yeah. you start talking to is like, oh, yeah, I'm a bottle collector. You're like, okay, now I'm going to have to like treat you like my boyfriend. I'm giving mm-hmm. you all of my attention. And yeah. you're like, oh, so is my friend. You're like, okay, now I have three guys tonight. My night. I think it's, hel- I think yeah. it's that's where a lot of relationships go wrong if you're not in the same industry and they don't understand that what you do is work. Yeah. yeah. That's Even cool. though you're out having a drink, it is it's work. work. Yeah. And it's you are welcome to come. Yeah. But it's we are not going to be conversing. I, my job is yeah. to converse across the bar. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And that's and that's tough because what if, like in my case, Lindsay, it gets to a point where she is. I can say, hey, I can use some help this weekend, like these last yeah. weekend. And, and she, what does she do? She's like, I'm in. Mm. What does she do for a living? She works for EQ3, which is a new furniture line out of Canada. Okay. And before that, she was the social media manager for West Elm. Okay. So, so we, um, but so she, she enjoys spirits too. She loves spirits. She's a gin freak. Mm-hmm. But she was like, oh, I'll be a gin girl. more than happy to help you. Absolutely love. You know, and she's probably my biggest fan and the biggest supporter. Oh, that's and amazing. Rooter. But at the same time, it's just like, <clears throat> she doesn't know that just because I, I, I'm at, an after hour event doesn't mean that, as you just mentioned, mm. my attention turns to you now. I it's would more, rather be at home watching yeah, Netflix. Like, yeah, why don't you? Like, yeah, right. Right. But like, honey, why don't you sit this one out, and when I get in, I'll cook mm-hmm. or something yep. just to make up. I'll for give that. you full attention when we're not when, when we're at home yeah, versus correct. like it's we're just at an tough event. Yeah, she doesn't take it very well. Yeah, <clears throat> she takes it. Per- excuse me, she takes it personal, and I'm yeah. like, I don't like doing that. Right. I don't have the heart to do that to anybody. So even to say no, I'm like, you can. You're always invited. But do know that I'm still working. So, Indie Spirits this year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, actually, yeah. Yes, this is a list that we didn't get actually, to. Actually, let's talk about yeah, let's Indie talk about Spirits. Indie spirits. Let's do it. Let's yeah. Do it. yeah, it's all right. We can go two hours. Um, so, Indie Spirits is a spirit show that was started by Dave Schmier. Um, and it goes on in New York, Chicago. And he's tried a couple other cities, but it's mostly New York and Chicago. And basically, we wanted to find a space where we were seeing that uh, during Whiskey Week, it's expensive as hell. We yeah. can't budget this. Yeah, so let's find an affordable way. And none of the conglomerates can have tables there. Um, so we make the tables really affordable. And then if you're a returning guest as a table, um, we give you a very discounted price. Very discounted. Very. We very almost discounted. make no money on it, to be honest. <coughs> it's really still like back to do. the people. But I love that you... But this is a passion project. Yeah, it's a, I, and it's a passion. And those in attendance as far as the vendors are concerned, are passionate brands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it goes hand in hand, yep. you know. And then we do give free, uh, we give each person who signs up for a table, if you're a supplier or a distillery, you sign up for the table, you get to bring 20 VIPs, and we ask that those all be trade-related. hmm So a lot of the trade is showing up to our place for free. You'll get people from the distributors as well. Um, And it's just a great place for me in the past five years. It's really like how we've been talking about being lonely. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. That's your day to like go see your boys, go see yeah. your girls, kick That's, back, yeah. definitely have a it's beer, a yep. show people what you do, be yep. proud of it. Yep. And a lot of sales have come out of it. For I agree. Me. Um, Very many leads. Come I think out. we're going to have to do a live podcast there this year. That'd that be would dope. be amazing. That would be dope. I think we'll do I'm it. the person to talk <clears throat> to about that. Her last name is Duffy. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so my uncle's been doing it forever, yeah. and now I'm taking it over. Um, I want to keep it so much still the way it is. Um, 
The only thing I want to do is like maybe get a little more crazy with the seminars. I want the round yeah. table. We need a little bit more of minority and females represented. Love that. Well said. Yeah. Um, and Which I we didn't really touch on, but. No, but that's okay. Yeah. There's always day two. There's, there's always day two. There's always day two. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's important to shake things up and like let's get some newbies in there. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. have people show who they are. Newbie. Newbie. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. September 25th okay. uh, at the Hilton. Yes. Uh, you can go in Eventbrite if you type in Independent Spirits. Already on sale. Com. Um, we have tickets on sale and tables on sale. Nice. Yeah, everything's on sale. Yep, so we just received cool. everything. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I'm going to spend my Saturday finalizing. Um, we do like to do like pre-parties, after-parties, all yeah. of that. So I'm yeah. going to be working with everyone on um, that. Seminar-wise, awesome. are you going to try to do a little more, um, I guess, kind of intensive on that or have a whole So the day. thing with the seminars is, as we were talking about, we do it very cost-effectively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, I have so many ideas for seminars, but okay. so many people that I want to do the seminars, it will cost them a small amount of money, okay. but I don't want to charge people because that's where you get the industry. So we're getting into that weirdness. Yeah. Uh, okay. um, but I think there's so much more. Take them up for well, you know, I yeah. may or may not know a space that's pretty large that has nice brick walls and ski ball oh. machines and tables already set up that I sneak into record a podcast at every Friday. Um, that <laughs> might be a good space. space? I, I don't know. I mean, it holds 120 people. So maybe we could see what happens yeah. to that. Yeah. So there's always possibilities. Yes. But the big thing is, guys, like, it's a space to come in, feel open about showing your spirits. Beyond that, if you are just someone who likes spirits, I've learned every year that I was there. Mm -hmm. I take half hour behind from my table, I go out, and I see things I've never seen before and teach me about it. Um, The round table shocks me every year with how fascinating it is. So we're hoping to do it. Just a little fresher, but yeah, cool. keep what's alive. I mean, I think what they're doing is Definitely. great. No, I think yeah, like, it's always been a good show. Like I found, we found Laws there one year. Yep, um, Laws. I think the first time I read Blonde Brothers was at that show maybe mm-hmm. a few years ago. Uh, obviously, like what, 120 tables usually, probably. Oh, uh, we're up to like 200 now. Oh, sorry. Shit I should know. I put the numbers out last year. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's a, it's a great show to go to. And like for everybody inside the industry, like people come from wide and far to like definitely be a part of it. And there's some great writers there. There's other yes. podcasters there. It's super uh, affordable. It's very yeah. affordable. It's our whiskey extravaganza. Yeah, if, you, if you're somebody yeah. who wants to like taste a lot of good stuff, but actually have like one-on-one conversation with people that know what they're talking about yeah. from the distillery, it's or a good actually spot to go making to. it. They literally, mm-hmm. yeah. we do the, maker, a lot of the makers do come, complete yeah. heart and soul into every bottle that they're pouring out of. Yeah, I wish more makers actually came to that. because More makers, yeah. It's, uh, and it's important to do things like that where it's, it's not a cash cow. We're doing this for... Yeah. Doing it for the sake of the brands. Mm-hmm. We're doing it for the community. That's, that mm-hmm. that's why we do this. We do that's it. why we yeah. do this. <laughs> At a community-backed... Like Brewery yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, definitely. Um, <laughs> let's have you come back on like uh, end of August, beginning of September, to promote it some more. Yeah, Perfect. yeah, for sure. Yeah, or right. even before that, because we still didn't hit half your list. Do, uh, I do have to go to the bathroom. Okay, so. we'll, we'll end up here. <laughs> um, Wilson is at three one two Made and at Union Horse Distilling Co., uh, who is uh, the company, the great company that he works for. Uh, we are Key in the Lake. It's at keenlake.com and at Key in the Lake on Instagram and Twitter. Other than that, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. And we will see you next week with the great uh, Alan Clark of Abelor Distillery, who is a Scotsman. And we're talking about his whole legacy through the industry and all that good stuff. But until then, have uh, we won't hear just until Monday. So have a great week, guys. Cheers. Cheers.
See you guys. <laughs> nice. <laughs>